This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. Hi, I'm Chris Foster. Alice Marie Johnson's been out of federal prison a little more than five years now. She served 21 years of what was a sentence of life without parole for cocaine trafficking in Memphis, Tennessee. She was a single mother of five and says all she did was relay phone messages for drug deals during a hard time in her life. President Trump ordered her release in 2018 after a White House visit from Kim Kardashian pleading Johnson's case. She spent part of her now free time as a prison and criminal justice activist. We spoke to her as part of a series of Crime Week segments we did on the regular rundown. She's a very interesting woman and we spoke for far too long to include it all. So the extras for. Thanks for listening and for subscribing if you do. Now, Alice Marie Johnson on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Uh, Alice Marie Johnson, thanks for coming on the Fox News Rundown. Well, among other good things you're up to, you do work trying to uh, improve police and community relations. You're not like a a defund the police kind of activist. You think there's good community relations are important. Oh, absolutely. I believe that you cannot even have a safe community, a community outreach without having uh, police involved because they're part of the solution. So I've been going around the country bringing, working with Public Safety Solutions uh, for America with uh, Jerron Smith. He was formerly in the Trump White House. And also I've worked with Hill America where we have gone to cities that have been impacted. Uh, We went to Minneapolis after the George Floyd death and we brought community and policing together. I've been in Dallas. I've been to really literally traversing the country, especially during 2020 when there was outbreaks and violence. So I am a big believer in police have to have, it has to be a bottoms up solutions. Also, Chris, I spoke at the National Sheriff's Association. Yeah, I know you did. And look, what, what do you tell people what do you tell people who say, look, the police is the police are our enemy. They're not here to protect and serve us. Well, actually, from people I know personally in the communities that they serve, I don't hear people telling me that they to defund the police. I think that uh, especially, Chris, in the black community, we definitely don't want to defund the police because we we look we look at them as what their roles are. And that's to be a part of the community to help serve. And then you've got the police who live in communities, too. I really think that is I can't believe anyone will come up with something like that. I think we need to support the police and make sure that they've got the tools that they need to do their job and that they are focusing more. I believe in focusing more, especially on violent crime. Get free the police up to do what they need to do. I truly believe, Chris, that people should be held accountable for their actions, but that it should also be fair and just. Yeah. I don't I don't shy away that I did something wrong. What I what was wrong about my case is that the time didn't fit the crime. It yeah. was extremely excessive. Right. And they also you were accused of being, I don't know, higher up 
in a drug conspiracy organization than you than you than you say you actually were. So it was a, so part of it was the sentence didn't fit what the crime you were actually convicted of, and you probably were overcharged, right? Oh, absolutely. The ones who that was labeled the label that I received, the, I was offered three years uh, in prison to take a plea, and the and the one who was really at the very top. He cooperated and, uh, you know, not to retry myself, he cooperated. Of course, he had a long criminal record, so he knew what he needed to do to get a lesser sentence. And they ended up getting the small sentence, and I got the lion's share of the sentence when I was, in fact, a telephone mule. And the, every, the records and stuff backed that up in trial. So I don't really consider myself as a victim. Uh, I consider myself as a victor because I did not allow that time to to change who I am as a human being. Character is the only thing that you have when you go in prison that you can take with you. So I didn't allow that to break me, and I really worked too hard to influence prison culture for good. Yeah. Uh, since you brought it up, I'll get back to the present uh, in a minute, but sort of a philosophical question, if you don't mind. Now, you've been out for five years now. When you think back, uh -huh. when you think back, does it feel like it was life before prison, life and then, then life after prison with a different life in between, or is it all just life? It's all just life for me. Going into prison, the person who I am, I never really was ever criminally minded in my life. I just had something happen that was not a good situation. I made a very poor decision during a time of uh, high stress in my life. Looking back on it, I would never make a decision like that. I'm going to say being in my being not under that kind of pressure that I was on, but I still don't excuse my actions. Before prison, I am that same person. And when I went into prison, my life continued. I made a decision that I'm not going to give in and conform to how prison is supposed to be or conform to their culture, but I'm going to try to make a difference for good there. I did the same thing before I went to prison. I did the same thing when I got to prison and coming out of prison, I still look at life in terms of making a difference in the lives of others. Yeah. And even in, uh, you became, was it, a, I knew you worked in hospice. Did you become a nurse or just some sort of hospital? No, you, uh, no I became, uh, in order to be a hospice volunteer, they don't have nursing programs in prison. Mm -hmm. But when I saw that women were in hospice and I'm, I've been given a life sentence and told that I'm going to die in prison. And many of them were not getting receiving visitors. And so they did have hospice training, which is a very intense training. And I signed up to do it. And that was really one of the most rewarding experiences of my life to be there with someone who has no family. And they didn't know me initially because uh, some of the women had been transported from other prisons. But to be there to give them some joy and peace and just to read to them, to sing to them, to hold their hands where they did not have to die alone. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. A lot of people in your situation might have spent, once they're out, might have spent the rest of their lives just wanting, I don't want anything to do with the criminal justice system. I just want to move on. But you're out there trying to help other people 
get out of prison with your tag foundation tell us about that it stands for taking action for good how do you determine first of all what sentences are unfair that what cases do you take on well i received a lot of cases too especially when i when i received my freedom under president trump people knew that the, even the women who I left behind, they were crying the day that I left prison, asking me, please don't forget about us, Miss Alice. There was no way that I could just walk out of prison, well, let's say run out across the street. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no way that I could just leave them knowing that that I was had this platform. Even if I didn't have this platform, I would have been doing everything that I could to advocate for them. They, they became my family. People are human. And I started this foundation as a way to humanize the need for criminal justice reform, to put their faces out there, to put their stories out there. So I've really got two things that I'm really focused on right now, and that's showing the people who have gotten out of prison, who have made doing their stories also, who have made good use of their second chances. Because honestly, all you see in the news is when someone messes up, well, you they want to focus on that and say, that's why we have violent crime. And when you get people who are doing outstanding, absolutely outstanding in their communities now, and I could name so many people, people who I helped gain their freedom and people who got who received their freedom under the First Step Act, and some who just finished their many who just finished their sentence. Why are we not hearing anything about that? So that's my mission: is to not only show the people who have made good, really to humanize them. Because when you hear people saying bad things, and you just it's like with the police. If one police do something, then it becomes this whole defund the police or they focus on the bad cops and not the good ones. So yeah. for me, it was my story that changed the, I believe changed America's opinion of what a prisoner would look like. I was just look just like them, had been a normal working in society, contributing citizen. And then I'm caught up in something. I made a mistake. I paid more than what was warranted. And then I come out and they see me. So it's important that they see other people too. And also I want to, show people who are in prison who deserve a second chance, who totally re rehabilitated. What, what we, the message that we give out when we demonize people who are coming, who are back in society and doing great, we don't give them a chance. When people demonize those who are out here doing good because of the actions of a few, because we are not the ones responsible for the uptick in violence. Yeah, I mean, You're going to have... I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, Chris, you know, I just want to say it's so important for people to see them, for me to help them get their voices out and to continue to get my voice out and to really show the public these are people just like you. They're human beings. Well, speaking of those few that you um, bail reform is a controversial thing. I want to see if you have any thoughts on it. The idea behind bail reform is to not keep people locked up or force them to take a plea deal just because they can't afford bail. Um, but then you get, of course, the stories of the people doing violent crimes who would have been locked up without bail reform. It's a tricky, it's a tricky thing to balance. It's, you know, it is a tricky thing to balance because I, honestly, I think bail reform to some has become a slippery thing. I believe people should be held accountable for their actions. If you've got someone out there, Chris, that's committed a violent crime, those are not the people that bail reform was meant for. I was in, in jail with women before I went to the federal prison after my sentence, after my uh, trial, 
And they were in there for the craziest things. Couldn't get home to their kids. They couldn't make a hundred dollar bond because they were they or a two hundred dollar bond. They ended up having their children taken away from them because they couldn't make bond. They end up having them in foster care. With anything, there can be extremes and abuse. Albeit the bed reform had an intention of doing good, and it still does. However, there are some out there who are just letting people go and not holding them accountable. And that's where the problem in itself lies in. Bail form in itself is not the problem. It's how it is being applied in some situations that is the problem. You're also trying to help kids stay out of prison. I was reading about, tell me about Cafe Momentum. First of all, I think it's a cool program. Oh, yeah. Cafe Momentum is very dear to my heart. I, I work with those youth. We've been at the Super Bowl with food trucks bringing food trucks bringing attention to juvenile justice impacted juveniles. And so one of the things I told the women and they saw, I I, I fulfilled that promise immediately. I told them, not only am I going to advocate for you, but I'm going to advocate for your kids because many of the children have parents who've been in who are incarcerated and they end up getting on the wrong path of foster care. So I saw Cafe Momentum, what they were doing with the kids that had been just as impacted. Not only were they helping the um, ones who have been impacted with learning culinary skills, they make sure they're, they have an education. They view them with a holistic approach. And those graduates, those ones who have finished Cafe Momentum uh, classes and restaurants, you go in Cafe Momentum and it's five-star food. It's a five-star restaurant. And you would never know the kids made this. And it gives them something to be proud of. They're, they they get the support. Chad Hauser is fantastic. And so I, I really wish we had more things that would address uh, juvenile justice because we've got to We've got to, they are our future. And if we can stop them, if we can change their lives and let them know that what you did don't define who you are now, that there's a pathway to turning your life around. And so that really inspired me, that juvenile detention center I went to when I first got out, that was the first place I visited. And one of the young women there, I impacted her life to the point she became a Cafe Momentum uh, ambassador, one of their ambassadors. She graduated valedictorian and she was on a, you know, when you see the fruit of your labor, it made me, Cafe Momentum is is one organization that I fully support for the work that they're doing. Yeah, good for her, good for you. Um, uh, you became a grandmother and a, and a great-grandmother uh, in prison. Yes. You, you, you catching up? You, you had uh, your fill of regular grandma time? Oh, I love that. I I love being around my grandchildren. You know, first, the older ones were a little bit, uh, not really standoffish or shy, but they just had to feel, because they didn't grow up with me. But I had an opportunity to spend my, I had twin grandchildren, a grandson and a granddaughter. So I've been with them since they were born. Three, They were three months old when I came out. So when I say born, they were very small. So they know me as grandma. But now my relationship with my grandchildren has totally bloomed. I never stayed disconnected from them, though, in prison. I would make them craft things. and I, I didn't know how to crochet when I went to prison, but I learned how to make crafts. I wrote them letters so they would have something to hang on to. And my oldest grandson, who was 18 months old when I went to prison, he showed me everything that I had ever sent him when I went to prison, he had kept it. So it was, it's so important to stay in touch with your family. 
Alice B. Johnson, it's really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Uh, founder of the TAG Foundation, among all her other good work. Alice, thanks. Thank you, Chris, for having me on. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hey, everyone. It's Kennedy, and you can listen to my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It's going five days a week on the Fox News Podcast Network. We're bringing you all the fan favorites. Listen on Spotify, Apple, foxnewspodcast.com, or wherever you download podcasts. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.